in the backwoods of America. We have climbed the highest mountains, searched the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader, retired U.S. Marine gunny, Bud Cornwell. everybody. My name is Donna Fiesel, and I'm your host of Donna's Edge Talk Show, where truth matters. Thanks so much for watching every day, Monday through Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You can find us on all the social media sites. You can find us on radio, iacradio.media. You can also find us on television channel 182 on Charter Communications Abundance Television, which is found on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. You can also find the podcast on the newscasters. It's the Newscaster Studio, but I'm going to give you the website, thenewscasters.com. Again, thank you so much for watching. I have a friend with me right now, and his name is Gunny Cromwell. I call him Gunny. He's ex-military a Marine, and I'm going to tell I know you guys are proud. Gunny, i got to tell you something. This is funny. So the church that we that we used to go to when we were living in Oxford, Alabama, that's my old stomping grounds. And I remember every single Veterans Day, whatever holiday it was, yep, very, very pro, very pro military. And so the he would call the different branches and you know of the military up, and everybody would say their thing, you know, and, and they would stand up and we're from you know from the army, we're from navy, we're from whatever. The loudest bunch in the whole church were the ones who were Marines. <laughs> Marines. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody get ready. The Marines are about to come in. Yeah, we're, we're some hardcore, you know, patriots. I, I know. And I always thought, I was a kid, and I would think, you know what? If I'm ever in the military, it's going to be the Marines. They look like they're really proud, and they really are. But thank you so much for your service. Definitely you appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, you also host your own talk show, The Patriot Cause. And let's talk about Absolutely. that for just a few minutes. Okay. Well, um, to give you an idea of why I started this podcast is, you know, Trump was still president in 2020, but I, I had seen and understood that the, the elitists of this country are trying to, you know, defeat this great president. And at the same time, behind the scenes, using, you know, what we call the three-letter organization, CIA, FBI, to continually uh, make America into a socialist, communist-controlled country. So I started the Patriot Cause on August the 13th, my daughter's birthday, 2020, 
and I haven't let up since. And the, the reason behind that is what I found out is many of us are not actually going through any type of airways. You know, conservative people are like, you know, just leave me alone. Here's my property. I don't want to have any, anything to do with that. But the leftist people are exact opposite. See, mm -hmm. they hate how you live. And they want to attack you every single day and say, you're evil. We, you know, you need to subscribe to our way of life, you know, the utopias, all that. And I hate to tell anyone on this show, there will never be a utopia on this planet because we're human beings and we're flawed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how simple it is. So I started this podcast and very soon I'm going to have a live show where I uh, do videos and stuff like that. But the Patriot cause purpose is supporting the veterans because we have raised our hand to support and defend the Constitution. Not a political agency, not a president, even though he, he is our commander-in-chief, but when we go fight, when we go out and do what is necessary, according to our uh, government that sends us to wherever we go, that's number one in, in our mind is the Constitution, not, not the political, even, even not the people. You think it, well, you don't support the people? No, we support the Constitution, which supports the population. Mm -hmm. This is what we fight for. We fight for our buddies, you know, our friends. And, and if we're involved in, in international, that kind of stuff. And so mm -hmm. I said, it's time for veterans to stand up and start talking about these issues instead of, you know, sitting back and saying, I can't be political I can't get involved. Of course you can. You're a citizen first and a veteran after. I have rights as a citizen. I don't have rights as a veteran. I know it's kind of weird. A lot of people don't understand. I don't have a right as a veteran. I have a right as a citizen. I can go in the military and I have those rights in the military. But I'm not special compared to all of the population of this country. And that's what's important. This is what we support and defend, is the groundwork of this country that gives you your freedoms. So in a nutshell, we defend your freedoms as citizens mm -hmm. in America. Let me ask you a question. any simpler. And this, I mean, it's, it's as simple as the nose on your face. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, I mean, 
this is how it should be. And this is how it should be for regular citizens like me. I mean, we should all be grateful. But I wanted to ask you a question because I'm, I'm a little disturbed about, let's say, the Veterans Day. And, right. and you, you'll ask the average person, what's Veterans Day about? They're going to say, oh, that's when we have a picnic. And we, the first words out of their mouth is a picnic. And, and, and sure, it's a, it's a way of celebrating. But then you'll go on, you'll say, but what is Veterans Day? What's it about? And then well, what's World yeah. War II about? Well, so see, we Donna, have, you're, you're, you're correct. See, we have been programmed on these holidays, mm -hmm. right? You got Labor Day. You got Martin Luther King Day. You got all these different holidays. Mm -hmm. And in and, and, uh, people's minds, you know, even the 4th of July, it's like, oh, you know, go out, take the family, go to boating, you know, whatever. But they lose the intent of what the holiday is. And unfortunately, Veterans Day is now included into that mindset. Oh, I don't have to work. I can, you know, go and, and do whatever. So the very simple way to explain this, it's about me. It's about my life and, and how I feel and how I want to go and, 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 you know, spend my hours during these holidays. But what people have a hard time understanding is why was Veterans Day put in place? I'm going to tell you. In World War II, I'm sorry, World War I, the war ended on November 11th at the 11th hour. And that was stamped in the history of the world not just America, for a reason. It was the initial mass war of the world, not just, you know, combat here, all that stuff. And a lot of us in America, specifically in America, have lost the idea of what these people did to save the world. Not, not just America, but the world in general. And then, of course, years later, we had to go and do it again with World War II. But Veterans Day is not about you. It's about freedom of the world. Not just America, but the world. Millions and millions of people have died. So you can wake up and go and get on your boat on the 4th of July mm -hmm. and live your life, which is awesome. I'm glad that you can do that. But imagine a country or a world where you can't step out your house unless tyranny government controls it. And there are countries in this world today that that happens.
That's what Veterans Day is all about. Well, you not only have that, and you've got D-Day coming up. Are, are these things not being taught in schools anymore? Because so many young... I remember growing... I was a tomboy growing up. Because I remember we had little toy soldiers, my brother and I. I'm only a year older than him, so we were almost like twins growing up. But we would have little toy soldiers. We would play with them. We would play... For, we called it Fort Apache. And what we would right. do is we'd get grass clippings after that and cut the grass and we'd yeah. make a little fort. You know, we did stuff like that. Sure. Um, Dad, was a, Dad was a big John Wayne fan. My husband's a huge John Wayne fan. We saw, you know, the Alamo. And, and as a matter of fact, Phil and I, for our wedding anniversary, we went to San Antonio and we saw the Alamo and the history of the Alamo and, and all those things. But people have to understand a military person is not only you is your family i mean your family also has yes, to i mean that makes sacrifices as well absolutely um i'm still married <laughs> after 40 years and i'm still wondering why because of the deployments and and leaving our family and i i went to japan in 1986 and my newborn child my son was like four days old and i had oh. to leave home mm -hmm. so can you imagine you know the impact on an individual mm -hmm. uh like that and you're right it's 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 the the mission of liberty that's the best way to explain it and and i knew that i understood that but it's still hard on you. And mm -hmm. I had my wife's, you know, send me pictures at least once a week of, you know, Michael growing up. And so it's very difficult, uh, not only in a combat, you know, you go out there and, you know, your life in jeopardy, but military people are across this globe. It's not it's not just be involved in fighting battles or whatever. It's, you know, peaceful environments that we go into, but we're separated from our families. Mm -hmm. And it's it's uh, it's a tremendous impact, uh, not only while you're gone, when you come back as an example, six months later, my son had no clue who I was. And it took it took a year and a half or so before he was able to to bond with me as, as his father. So when you're talking about Veterans Day and you're talking about D-Day, you're talking about what these great patriots sacrificed. This is what they're talking about. We're talking about our family values, our American history our heritage of the greatest country that ever existed on this planet. There's no excuse for anyone in this country that, that is not educated and or experienced this involvement of freedom and I'm sorry, but the education system is failing us. Now, my son, as an example, 
Michael, you know, that six month old that didn't like me. <laughs> he homeschools with his wife, their mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. right? Does homeschool for, for that purpose. Mm -hmm. He understood he was a Marine for six years. He understands that there is no way this education system can actually produce the education requirements that he does. And give you a great example before I close here. Great Thanksgiving this week. Our son came. I got four grandchildren. And my grandson, Cornwell grandson, is two years old. So every morning we would eat breakfast. And then afterwards, the grandchildren had to fold up the, you know, the bed couch, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this two-year-old son was doing that. He was involved in it. He was putting stuff away. And he's two years old. He was doing things that most of these children that go to school wouldn't have no concept. Mm -hmm. And this is how America used to be. It you know, is. We used to do, do our chores and, 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 and love each other and be part of life. Today, I, I don't know. It's hard, hard to deal with. You know something, I, I, I know what you're talking about, homeschooling. So Phil's, my husband's sister, decided to homeschool their kids, two boys and a girl. The The girl was a, was a little walking around baby at that time. And I had reservations about that. I told Phil that, I said, man, those kids are going to be antisocial. They're not going to be able to get along right. with people. They're just going to be, right. these kids are anything but antisocial. I mean, yeah. these kids, and they're smart. And getting ready for college Man, I mean, it's like no problems whatsoever. And so Paula was actually teaching the boys Spanish. You know, you can teach whatever you want to. She was teaching yeah. the boys Spanish. And the little girl was running around speaking Spanish because she was hanging out while they were, <laughs> while the boys were being taught. So it was just, it's amazing. Those little minds, how they can turn into such smart people. If they're given the freedom, you just mentioned that word freedom several times. If they're given the freedom to learn, not I'm not talking about socialist type stuff in school like they're teaching now. I'm talking about where they're given the freedom, the mind can be open and they can understand. And, and let me tell there's something about when I went to school, I know it was back in the olden days, but when I went to school, it, the, the, the school would open up, the principal would pray. They would have prayer just for a couple of minutes. Then we all knew the drill. We knew what was going to happen next. Okay, so the principal prayed. We all stood up automatically because we knew the next thing was going to be to salute the United States flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. We knew that without even having to be told. We would just stand up, you know, and do that. That meant something. We we had to memorize the preamble. We had to memorize all those documents, you know, in school. And and I I don't know if that made me patriotic. But to understand what socialism is, I remember learning about, you know, all the, the you know, all of the terrible 
Satanist type people that ruled the world for a while. We had that World War One and World War Two. Yep. And yep. I remember thinking, how can one man like I was a little kid now. My thoughts were, how can one man like Hitler deceive that many people? How is that possible? And I remember thinking that won't ever happen here because we love our country. Now kids are being taught socialism. What say you what do you say about that? Well, so what is socialism and what is communism? In the real world, there's no difference. Because, you know, remember this term that these Democrats come up, Democrat socialism. So it's like socialism light. No, this is all political. Uh -huh. The issue is this, and it's very simple to understand this is you have a group of people. You have people that that in their heart absorb and want power over others. So that's the first thing that causes socialism. Mm -hmm. The second part of this is the fact that socialism or communism is sucking the freedom of an individual. What that means is you no longer can live as an individual. You have to be part of a group. You have to be part of what is called a collective, right? And, and socialism separates them based on race, based on uh, your money value, your religious value. So, so they put people in pockets as what I call. And, you know, China has mastered this. And what they have created, they have created a population, a large population of slaves because these people have been in, indoctrinated throughout their education system that mm -hmm. you can't go to college. You can't even retread tires. You need to go to a manufacturing facility facility, and, and do labor work. That's what socialism is. It's a separation. But they will tell you that if we can get everybody on the same level, except you that's in charge, then the world will be right. No, it will never be right because they are subjective, not as an individual with God-given rights. Mm -hmm. They're subjective to the state that gives them their rights to exist. And they can allow them to live or they can take them out. That's the true definition of socialism. It's, it's not a terminology where, you know, the rich must pay their thing. This is all a facade of power. And when you get to that point, then the country is totally controlled by these elite tyrants. Well, ambition is not being taught in school anymore. And, no, and we're going through this single not. player 
you know, everybody gets a trophy, you know, well, the, the ones who are the fast runners, let's say the ones, the, the ones who, you know, excel in, in all these sports events are going to soon be, they, they won't be ambitious anymore because they're, they're going to consider this. Well, everybody else is getting a trophy too. You know, even the lazies who never even try to work out, they're going to get a trophy just like I do. And I work out how many hours a day. So I don't see the point in keeping on with this. I don't see the point in in being driven. That's what we're turning into right now. The the truly kids, kids are going to make it, I believe, are the ones who are being homeschooled. No, absolutely. There's a lot of leaders, a lot of great people that have quotes. Just go on the internet. You can check it out. You know, Danzel Washington. There's a lot of people that understand that for a person to succeed, they have to be individuals. They have to focus on a vision of their lives and where they're going. Socialism takes that away. It eliminates the ability of a person. I want to be president of the United States. Go for it. I want to be an you know NFL star. Go for it. Socialism takes all of that out. They determine where you're going to go. Fortunately, because of the rise in the homeschooling in the United States, we're re-injecting in our families that even though. Um, the state is doing all this stuff. You are important and you can be whatever you want to be. Great example. I'm going to give you an example. A lady that used to work for us in our organization, the Convention of States, she was homeschooled all the way to high school. And then she went to college online. And two and a half years, got a bachelor's degree. She never stepped foot in one single education environment in this country. And she is absolutely amazing. How else can we explain this? Other than the fact that our education system, best way to put it, is dumbing down and making our kids cheat to follow the state. Well, what they're the doing purpose. is they're putting lipstick on the pig is what they're doing. They're making Absolutely. the socialism thing look exactly like, oh, it's just the thing. Oh, and it's hip to be a socialist. I mean, you're popular. Everybody's going to love you. You're The world's going to fall at your feet because you're a socialist. That is the biggest lie ever. It's, it's incredible what these people are doing. I want to tell you about, you know, the New I'm York going to, before, before you do it, oh, I'm sorry. We're going to go have to, no, you're fine. We're going to have to go into a commercial break. This is how time flies when you're having fun. It's always great to have you on the show. So let's hang in there. We'll be back back in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. 
at Limon's Mexican Restaurant located in Henniger, Alabama and voted Best Mexican Restaurant of DeKalb County, Alabama 2020, we're here to serve you with authentic Mexican cuisine. Order easily online by going to limonsmex.com or call 256-657-3999 to place your order. We're open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a cozy date night for two or a celebration for a crowd, at Limon's you'll love our atmosphere and friendly servers. Thank you for dining with Limon's Mexican Restaurant. Jeff McCurdy of the McCurdy Law Firm has been a public service of this area for over 10 years. McCurdy, a member of the Henniger City Council, serves as prosecutor for the town of Sylvania and was named public defender for the city of Rainsville. The McCurdy Law Firm is located at 17326 Alabama Highway 75 in Henniger to better represent his Jackson and DeKalb County clients. If you need to be represented by a true public servant with proven success, call Jeff at 256 256- 996-8701 or send a private email to McCurdyLawFirm at gmail.com. No representation is made that the legal services performed is greater than the legal services performed by other lawyers. At Liberty Bank, we're all about community. Whether it's to help with a charity fundraiser or help families in need, towards a Christmas or a local football team, we're here for you. You see, we realize the importance of family. Sometimes it's to build a new home or necessary home repairs. We're here for you. If you like the feel of a small town bank with all the conveniences of a big city bank, we're here to serve you. You will find us at any of our convenient locations in DeKalb, Marshall, Etowah, and Blunt Counties in North Alabama. You can call and speak with any of our friendly staff at 256-659-2175 or check us out on the web at libertybankal.com. And thank you for your support of our community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. My towels solve the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Are you ready? We all wonder what tomorrow will bring. 
but the future lays itself at the feet of the prepared and surrenders to the will of the persistent. It's not easy, but today shapes you so you can shape tomorrow. With Northeast Alabama Community College, when the future asks if you're ready, you can answer. Yes. Begin your future at Northeast Alabama Community College. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Donna, and I am your host of Donna's Edge on IAC Radio, your source for news and entertainment. Truth matters here. It absolutely does. You can find us on television, channel 182 on Charter Communications, and Abundance Television, which is worldwide syndicated on Abundance Television, found on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. And don't forget the Newscaster Studio, thenewscasters.com. Gunny is with me right now. And Gunny and I are having a real, I'm so glad that you're a friend of mine. I really am. It was just like this, the instant friendship that happened between Gunny and me. Absolutely. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I love patriots. I I really do. I love people who love our country and they don't take it for granted. I had to interrupt you. We had to go into a commercial break. So I'm going to let let you loose back again. Okay. So I wanted to bring up this. You know, I've been doing this podcast, you know, based on communism, explaining it and and just going on and on. And I was thinking that maybe at some point, you know, enough people will get involved, enough patriots would get involved, and we can squish this thing. No, it's it's worse than ever. I want to give you a great, great example of what I'm talking about. You know, the governor in New York, which took Como, which... I mean, he was bad enough as it is, right? He was bad And then she steps in, right? Listen to this. The state health department from New York can continue to order you into quarantine even in the event of a highly contagious disease like COVID-19. The state ruled it. Do you understand what I'm saying? What they have done is given a person, a single person, the ability to take you out of your house and put you into some quarantine center. Mm-hmm. It, the, the voters of New York never had an opportunity to vote on this. This is tyranny at, at the best. Okay, so example of what's going on, right? I got to ask you a question. Okay, so this is from a woman's point of view, or at least this woman's point of view, because I'm a patriot. Okay, so you can tell me what that I have to be quarantined. Does that mean if I make a remark that you consider is just a, oh my goodness, she's a killer? If I make a remark, that I don't want to be quarantined, or if I make a remark and I say, oh, you're quarantining me because I'm a conservative. Right. Could that happen? I'm I'm considered, if I'm considered a threat. Absolutely. That's the next step. See, the way that communism works is little pieces at a time. The difference is the communist world views the, the time frame way, way in advance, five, Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years. And we're Mm -hmm. on this four-year presidential cycle, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. this is how we view the world. But 
these communists in Russia that started in 1918, etc., they knew it was going to take years and years for this to happen. So today in New York, if you get sick, you get flu, you get any kind of contagious. Oh, did you know that the cold is contagious? <laughs> did you know that? Yeah. Well, uh -huh. it is. So I get a cold in my house. My neighbor tells the government I have a cold. And what are they going to do? Put me in a concentration camp. Yes, a concentration camp. This is absolutely crazy. This is the is how the our country and these tyranny minded sick people are mm -hmm. in control of the government. And you know, well, I've got another avenue. I don't, for I don't have any you know answer to why in God's name is this happening. Well, I've got another avenue. I've got another avenue for us to travel down. So I have asthma. Okay, I could belt out coughing at any time. I mean, I've got to keep my little inhaler around. So I never know. Right. So I can tick somebody off because I'm a conservative. I could tick somebody off. I start coughing. The neighbor says, "Oh, she's got the flu." I don't have the flu. I've got asthma. This just right. something you can't catch asthma. You can't do that. But so to the people in charge, they could say, "Well, we're gonna." Because they called people having COVID that didn't have COVID. Remember when That's that was correct. going on? Yep. So they could say, oh, she's got the flu. And I can, it would be up to me to prove no, I don't have the flu. I have asthma. I cough every once in a while. It would be up to me to burden that proof. Well, that's true. But that's a great example. You remember this, um, this ruling, you know, this conceptual idea of if a person acts weird or whatever, then their family members or their neighbors can turn them in and they can come and take their guns away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same uh -huh. idea that, uh, that the government can make a subjective argument of your attitude and who you are based upon somebody else's attitude. Mm -hmm. What if your neighbor didn't like you in the first place when you moved in? They're <laughs> going to do whatever they can to get you out of there, even uh -huh. if it's lying. So this mm -hmm. is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a, a tyrannical government that just no longer understands that we're free people and we have liberty. Now, if I commit a crime and I do something stupid, you know, rob somebody, murder somebody, whatever, I got it. You need to take me in. I get that. But now we're dealing with people that do that and they're not even being convicted. They're not even being brought to justice. This is the insanity of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with Well, I, I think we've had a lot of examples of that, Gunny, where people get hauled into court. They get hauled into yep. whatever simply because other people don't like them. I'm going to use exactly. Trump for an ex example. Trump is the big example great, of that. Great example. So, 
people just don't like him. And so they can say he did anything. A, a friend of mine, Don Brown, he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's an attorney and he's, run, he's running for Congress. So he and I, were, he announced it on the show So I, I, last week. And so I said, now get ready, Don, because he's a big time conservative. I said, they're right. going to go back to the day you were born. There's going to be something oh, yeah. you did to the nurse as you were coming out of the womb. So there will be something. <laughs> and, and he is. People hate him, which makes me love him even more. I mean, he's a, Absolutely. He's Absolutely. a Trump all over. I mean, he really is. As a matter of fact, he worked on the legal team with Trump and when Trump was president. Yeah. But I can see well, that. And let me tell you something else that happened. This is really. OK, so I was a member of the Tea Party in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, so my husband called. I was at a rally, and it was it was out there close to the courthouse in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. And Phil said, "You need to hurry up and get home." It sent me a text. I need to hurry up and get home. And I said, "For what?" I mean, we're out here where you know it, it, it was a very peaceful demonstration, one of the most boring demonstrations you could ever be part of. It was there was nothing going on. Liberal news media out there. They were showing people being dragged off and all this kind of stuff. We were supposed to be having just a, a gun shooting party out there, and we were not. So I had to send Phil pictures that, look, it's a peaceful, I don't know where you're getting your info from, but no, it's very peaceful out here. So see, they they did that. Then we moved back to, to, to Alabama. And I get this thing through, you know, this is when um, that learned woman, what was her name? So, she was in charge of the Lord. IRS. Yeah. Lord, yeah. So she was in charge of the IRS. So we get this, this letter from the IRS saying that we owe $10,000. And I'm for what? It, so I went on ahead and called the IRS. I'm trying to be nice. You know, you try to handle things the nice way first. And then you can get rough if you need to. And I said, what is this for? And they went past the seven years. So they said that this was back in the year 2004. When we owned a business, we moved here in 2013. So they went all the way back there and said that we didn't turn in W-2s on employees when we did. So this is the funny thing. I feel has learned not to listen to me. So so we were moving. <laughs> and so we had all this IRS stuff back from a long time ago. And I said, oh, let's not bring that junk. Let's throw it in the trash can. There's no point in bringing all that. This past the seven years. And Phil said, I don't trust the government. We're going to bring it. So we, we brought it home. Had I not had that for proof that we did send those things in, we would be paying on $10,000. And guess what? Their guesstimate, their guesstimate was that we owed about $2,000. The interest and penalties pushed it to ten grand. So, yeah, we saw. And then Lois Lerner comes out. It was Lois Lerner. So she comes yeah. out. And conservatives were being targeted. I was one of the conservatives being targeted. That's what you call a, a that's a communist socialist agenda right there. Let's shut them up. No, you're exactly right. And the thing about it is, see, this administration needs to dig deeper and deeper to pull money from you. Mm hmm to pay for them. That, I mean, they can print money and they get it, but they also understand the consequences of continuing to print money. So how do we offset this? Taxes, mm -hmm. making people. 
give you an example. For, for instance, if you were a contractor or you had a business and you made money, and if, if you made less than 3000 during that year, you didn't have to file a 1099 or anything. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened this year? Now, everyone, doesn't matter if you make two pennies, mm-hmm. now has to file a 1099. Mm-hmm. They want every scrap of your life and money to pay for, you know, their vision of utopia. That's the best way to explain it. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately we're dealing with this unless, and rightfully so, unless we get great patriots, I'm going to use a wonderful person as an example, Senator Tommy Tuberfield. He's not up there. For himself, he's not up there for the the major donors or people that have this massive money in Alabama. He's up there for you. We need tons of people to get up there in Washington and change this. And that that's the only way we can we can actually have a vision of reestablishing the true America that we live in. Will we solve this $33 trillion deficit? I don't see it happening. But at least we can do something to control the spending in the government, which revolves back to what you're talking about. They're going Mm -hmm. back further and further. Mm -hmm. To say, oh, you owe us. I don't owe you crap. <laughs> you know. Well, let me ask you a, a question. This is about our police enforcement. And by the way, I admire the good ones that are out there. Yes, and there's so many absolutely. good ones. There's very few bad ones. But what they'll do is they'll they'll find a bad one or make something up on them or whatever. Because what they're going for, I think, is martial law um, yes. before the election. I, I really do. That way you can keep the psycho in who's in right now. Okay. I'll get kicked off of whatever because I said that, but it's the truth. And I believe sure. in telling the truth. So, so this is, this is what, okay. We're, they're having a hard time getting folks back into the military who wouldn't take the jab. They're saying, no, I don't want to be back in the military. I don't want to be back on the police force. I don't want any of that anymore because I don't want to be ruled like that. So they're attracting attracting people who are stupid and can't think for themselves. That's all I know to say. Overall, that's what they're attracting right now. Where do you see us? Where would we have to be in state? Where would we have to be to be ready for martial law to take effect? Okay. Okay, first off, let's talk about the military trying to bring people in, mm-hmm. right? 72%, no, 77% of every 18 to 25-year-old is not qualified to go in the military. That, that is astronomically. So why is that? Why is the number so high? Physical. I knew you were going to say that. Yep, physical and mental. They don't have the mental capacity 
even if they're physically fit, like, you know, say a high school football star or whatever, right, wants to join the military, right? But you look at the grades in the school, you look at the tests that they take to join the military, and they're slugs. You know, they're, they're people that can't even, you know, fold their own linen, make their own bed. So this is what we're dealing with when, when we're talking about this. So the army just came out saying, okay, let's bring back the people. We've now cut off the requirement of discharging these people with will not take the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go back and get those people that we kicked out. <laughs> yeah. Good luck on that one, right? Mm-hmm. The, do, do you think... You would want to come back in the military if they no, they'd do it again. They'd get mad Absolutely. at me and do it again. Right. But see, this is what we're dealing with. We're mm-hmm. dealing with a tremendous issue associated mm-hmm. with the, you know how the military has to deal with this. And I'm telling you, from spending you know many years in the military, many years in the government, many years supporting the military in the government. Mm-hmm. We're we're at a very bad time because we're talking about you know this massive force in China, talking about Russia pushing back on NATO, and we're not even close to to handle that. The good news is when Trump was in as a president, at least he was able to communicate with mm-hmm. all these countries to to prevent World War Three. He didn't have any any war started in his four years at, at mm-hmm. the time frame. Mm-hmm. And these sick people don't understand that. And now we're dealing with Ukraine. We're dealing with Taiwan. We're dealing with Israel. We're dealing with Syria. We're dealing with Iran. So what, what in God's name are we going to do to be able to protect us in America. That's the best this, way to explain it, right? And, and I'm saying an army of IRS agents. Is this where the army of IRS agents are coming in? All right. So, yes, they have they increased the IRS to 82,000 more. But let me tell you something. To have martial law in this country, it's impossible for the federal government unless they want to use the military power, you know, the aircraft, the artillery, the troops against this country. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to do martial law. And let me explain to you why. Mm-hmm. Because the number one powerful organization and person in every state as associated with legal law stuff is the sheriff. A lot of people don't understand that. They think the mayor, the governor, no. The sheriff is the person. And I guarantee you, if martial law is produced by the president, many, many of these sheriffs, even in blue states, won't have anything to do with that. And the reason I say that is because they're trying to pass these gun laws, etc. Mm-hmm. How many sheriffs 
have stood up saying, do what the hell you want. It ain't going to happen. So I'm not concerned about martial law. What I'm concerned about is the education system and people not getting into, you know, conservatives, Mm -hmm. people that love America, getting into local, federal, and state uh, positions Mm -hmm. to correct this country. Martial law is not going to happen. That that's my opinion. I, I really don't think this is going to happen. Yeah, but let, unless let me, again, let me unless the president pulls the, the the full military force against this country, and that ain't going to happen. Well, let me ask you a question. We've got less than three minutes here. Okay, so okay. my concern right now is President Trump. I still call him president because I think he still is. But anyway, he is. Okay, Absolutely. so they've not been able to get him on any of these stupid fake charges. Nothing. They've not been able to get anything. So there are only, there's only two possibilities, martial law or assassination. Which do you think would happen first, in your opinion? Yeah, well, first off, um, there's there's no doubt it is highly possible that they can assassinate him. It's, it's unfortunate to say that, but it's true. Well, they've tried uh, everything else and it hasn't worked. Right. But I know this is we're what, um, 10 months, 11 months away from the election next year. Right. Right. Number one, let's say he got convicted of something in January. He's got the appeals courts, all that stuff. So nothing that they can put on him can prevent him from from running for president. And some of the states, as you know, have tried to take him off the ballot. Ain't going to happen. You know, even the even the liberal judges saying, nope, that's not democracy. You know, that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So to real quickly, I pray every day, I really do, that these people are not stupid enough or crazy enough. If they take Trump out, you have do you have any idea what's going to happen? It's it's not going to be it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's many people going to follow that. Trust me, mm-hmm. many of them are going to join Trump if that happens. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you. That's why they're. I really don't think they're going to do it. They're they're not that stupid. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty stupid. I mean, the people that the people that Biden has put in, like, you know, people who can't even tell if they're a man or a woman. I mean, some yeah. of these ugliest, and and the way they, okay, okay, if you can't, if you're a man and you think you're a woman, at least there was something stylish in your wardrobe. Most of these people wear stuff that look like my grandmother used to wear in the 1970s, like polyester double knit. I mean, it's like they only had a dress, and and, and it's like, please. At least be stylish with it. Oh, okay. Now I want to ask you another. We have a little more time than I thought we had. So we got about five okay. minutes. Uh, okay. okay. So let me ask you another question. Okay. So Biden can't make it. Okay. Let's just say he can't. No, he's, he's done. He's done. He's anyway. done. It's over. He's okay. done. Okay. Who's coming in to take his place? Michelle Obama. <laughs> so, I know. I, people are like, what? What? I'm telling no, you. No, that it's makes perfect dirt. sense. Yeah, no. I tell you, January, February time frame, she's gonna pop up like a 
savior of the world. Uh That's my opinion. But I want to add this to you. You're talking about, you know, these people are stupid and or not so stupid or whatever. But think about this. Most of these liberals don't own guns. They have no idea how to even That's use That's stupid them. within itself, I think. But anyway, go Exactly. On. So I'm not, again, I'm not afraid of liberals. I'm afraid of, you know, uh, an individual that has been trained and experienced in, in <laughs> firearms. And, and so, but I, I really believe, really, I do. I believe that uh, she's going to pop up on the last minute ticket uh, for the Democrats. There's no way that the California governor is going to be elected president. Newsom, no. he he's sitting there. He he's just waiting. You can just see him salivating. I mean, he he, he thinks he's going to be it. He does. Well, he's an arrogant, you know, completely disarranged tyrant. You know, I'm well, better than you. That's that's the best way to explain it. Well, let me ask you another question because now Kamala, now they've, they've created this thing that, you know, if you go against someone who claims to be black now, if you go against that, she's going to yell discrimination. I mean, she will. I'm sorry. So I guess Michelle Obama coming back in with, with well, well, no, there's a black coming in. If you look at the, the polling for uh, Kamala becoming president, she's like like 10% or something. <laughs> There, it ain't gonna happen. She's she can't even speak. Matter of fact, great match. Obama, I mean uh, Biden and Kamala Harris. Neither one of them can have a a sense were, with any kind they, of sense to it. <laughs> they were a match made in heaven. But you remember the debate though? She was the first one off the stage. But do you yeah. remember? Do you remember yep. what she said to Biden though? She looked yep, at Biden. The bus, and said, the bus thing. Yeah. Or I else. was one of those little girls. That's all exactly. she could say. You know, I, yeah, I was busing. You know, I had busing and all that stuff. It's you know. First politics. of all, she's not black. Her mother's an Indian. Her dad's from no. some island somewhere. I don't Absolutely consider not. that being no. part of it. And if I were if I were a, a black American, I'd take I'd take offense to that. I'd say no, she's not. Absolutely. I was shocked. Absolutely tore up shocked when Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I'm like, what? What Are you kidding me? Is this how you get the black vote? It's just saying, if you don't, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. That is one of the, this has to be without a doubt, one of the greatest statements a sorry president in history has ever said. I don't know. I kind of think what he said about his hairy legs when he was out on the campaign trail was a little bit out there. Yeah. Rubbing my hairy legs. <laughs> I was just like, did I just hear that? Phil and I were, oh, <laughs> were watching and I was going, okay, I must be losing my mind. I think he just said something about his hairy legs. I, I, maybe I mis- misheard that. But, but Ghani, we're, we're going to have to close. Thank you so much for being on the show today. What would you like? 30 seconds. What would you like to tell the folks before you go? The Patriot Cause. Go to the podcast. i got a Rumble channel called The Patriot Cause. Last but not least, Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. He and God has control of whatever happens. We may have to deal with things 
and and we get that. But put your trust and faith in the holy God of the universe. And I guarantee you, life's going to be a lot simpler. You'll get mad like the gunny does. But I'm always happy because I know the rest of the story. Absolutely. Gunny, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. And thank you so much, guys, for watching us. We definitely appreciate it. You can find us on television, channel 182 on Charter Communications, Abundance Television, found on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire, and the Newscaster Studio. And we appreciate being on that as well. Gunny, hang around just for a second. I've got something to ask you after the show. Everybody, bye. Hang in there. Make a Ford and a Chevy It'll still last ten years Like the show Cause the best of the free life Is still yet to come 